Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Amen. Thank you for your warm welcome. You can open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 3. Amen. God is wonderful. I'm so glad and humbled to preach in this church and um, to uh, make friends all over the place, to see people. You know, I've been here three years ago to see them still serving God, but also see people from that wave of nine months ago when lots of folks got saved to see you enthusiastic for Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm so glad to have a little bit input in your uh, love for God and your, your walk with God. I, uh, I'm privileged to have uh, your pastor as a friend and and uh, me and my wife, we love the Lambs, the Lamb family, and uh, they're wonderful people. I know Pastor Lamb already from, I guess, the 1980s, when I was a young convert. I got saved in, uh, in, in, in Holland, and uh, he preached one of the first revivals when I came as a young convert. And I remember it so well when he was there, and, 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 and it had, had such a great impact. And it's, I'm so privileged to uh, have him as a friend, to see him through all the hardships of life, to all the joys of life serving God, it's a great, great honor, amen, to, uh, to preach in this church and to know uh, that family. So um, we are privileged also to have your pastor coming to, to our city in May next year, amen. We are prepared for that. He's going to preach a revival for, for me and, and our congregation, so, so I'm, I'm thrilled. My wife is thrilled. Daniel chapter 3. Also, I want to thank you for, for your giving, amen, this evening. And so I don't come here to, you know... To receive money, I came here to, 
for much more important things. What, what is very, um, uh, what I want to share short, what's so important for us, we are on the other side of the world. Uh, we have the vision of the fellowship and of course we understand discipleship and church planting and sending couples. But you know, there's something else that, uh, what I always was um, desired is to be a week in the United States to see how a church functions which is much more valuable for me than, than money or whatever. To see how a church is functioning, uh, to uh, start to understand the ways of dealing with situations. And so I'm so glad I could, could have been here this week to, to, to learn a lot from your pastor. So Daniel chapter 3. Amen. There's a well-known story in our uh, scripture about King Nebuchadnezzar. The Bible says he decides one day to make a statue of himself. And then he makes a decree, everybody has to bow down for that statue. And the decree goes as follows, if you do not bow down for that statue, you will be killed and be thrown in the fiery oven. The Bible says there are three men that uh, refuse to bow down for the, uh, for the statue because they say, we are Jews. And we Jewish people, we have different rules. We do not bow down for anything except for God. The Bible says he is so enraged about the, those three men. The Bible says he uh, arrests them. Then he uh, um, decides to throw them in the fiery oven. And the Bible says that he uh, burns that oven seven times more hotter than normal. These ovens were made to make bricks. And normally they would, would burn bricks at a degree, at least 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, would you count in but then Nebuchadnezzar decides to burn these ovens with a much higher degree and then put these people in and the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar makes his man to be bound and thrown in the fiery oven we're gonna read out of Daniel chapter 3 verse 23 and these three men Sadrach, Meshach and Abednego fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste and spoke saying to his counselors did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire and they answered and said to the king true O king look he answered I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt and the form of the fourth is like the son of God then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke saying Shadrach Meshach and Abednego servants of the most high God come out and come here and then Shadrach Meshach and Abednego came from the midst of the fire and the satraps administrators governors and the king's counselors gathered together and they saw these men on whose body bodies the fire had no power the hair of their head was not singed nor they were nor were their garments affected and the smell of fire was not upon them father God I come to you in the name of Jesus I ask you to minister to these people in this place through the Holy Spirit. Speak to our, to our hearts and minds. Help us to understand your ways. To overcome the fiery ovens of life. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Firstly, I want to look at the influence of fire. The men in our scripture are an example for us. Because the question is rising, how could they survive? How could they endure this fiery and a furnace this oven of life the different temptation and trials they went through because the bible says literally they were uh, 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 thrown in the ovens maybe you remember in the second world war 
the concentration camp Auschwitz and Treblinka. And history tells us that millions and millions of Jews, about six millions of Jews were brought through these camps to be uh, exterminated. They were uh, uh, thrown live or dead in the ovens and they were burned to death. But in our scripture, the Bible says the fire had no power over them. The fire had no influence over their body. And the Bible said even their hair was not singed. They went through the fire, but it did not burn them. They did not harm him. There was a girl in our church a while ago. Um, her parents were busy upstairs on the first floor. And, and so they boiled some hot water uh, for tea. And, and they, uh, somehow the, the young girl, about seven, eight years old, uh, went to get the hot water, the boiling water. And when she took it, the cap flew off and all the hot water uh, fell on her like a one liter and it fell on her and she was severely burnt like a three de third degree burns they brought her to special medic center for burning wounds and and she was treated for at least nine or ten months and today when i see this girl i see burning wounds and the scars of all those uh, hot boiling water on her body on her uh, arms and uh, on, on her body this is what fire can do it is it can severely burn you and this is uh, what we see in our life as an image uh, of life because sometimes you see people they go, go through tests and trials of life they go go through temptations some people they survive but when they come out of that fire there are burning wounds on them they come out of those trials of life and they are like crippled they are lame they come out with a limp they go through the trials and fires and furnaces of life but they come out lame and they cannot function like they functioned before they cannot have the joy as the joy they had before the trials they were able in the past to encourage others their relationship with God was like an example to other people but now they went through a fiery trial in life and temptation and now suddenly after that they walk with a limp not because they want to be gangsters <laughs> but because simple because these people they survived but they came not out well but the bible says in our scripture that something happens these three men went through the fire but the fire did not touch him so many people in life when they go through bad experience when they go through horrible uh, uh, trials in life they cannot function like before they do not function like like they did before the trials they are still saved they do not deny the lord they still go to church on the sunday on the wednesday but they do not give themselves anymore to the gospel or to the church or to jesus christ the Bible says in our scripture, verse 27, And the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments, garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Can you imagine this scripture? The Bible says the fire had no power over them. And the Bible says that their hairs were not singed. And then it even says... The Bible says that the smell of fire was not on them. Isn't that miraculous? You know, you must understand that that smoke, which is the result of fire, is a strong lasting uh, smell. 
when you go to have a barbecue the end of the day you know you smell like barbecue can you say amen i like to do barbecues i like to stand in the smoke you know and after the barbecue is gone i still smell it as a, even the, 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 the taste in my mouth and say man i had a good barbecue it stays the next day same clothes <laughs> cannot wear that that's the reason why in motels they don't want people to smoke because if someone lits a cigarette smokes in the room you smell it three months later i have a guy in my church he think he's smart he's a disciple he's he smokes secret he's a secret smoker you know he's only secret smoker when he's near the church at home he's not a secret smoker but when he's near the church you know he has this cigarette behind his hand he has this you know and sometimes my my sons spy him out and they say dad he's smoking he's smoking behind the building and then he you know he you know and then he throws a cigarette away and he walks in and say hey you know he's cool and how you doing my friend oh, I'm doing good I'm serving the Lord but the smell is on him so man what do I smell ah it's not me he says you know but you cannot re get rid of the smell because smoke is a lasting strong smell something happens with people who go to temptations or go or people who go through trials of life it might have been happened a long time ago but the influence is there the smoke is there the smell is there the smell of the fire before it's still on them and when you're around these people for a while you smell it just like the disciple you smell the bitterness because they're angry with God sometimes they're angry with other people and the smell of the temptation and trial is still on them because they say I'm so angry I had to go through this in our scripture there's a miracle of redemption these men went through trials literally through the furnace of fire but there was no lasting influence on them the Bible says they came out and they came out even better than they were before it is possible this evening that you go through hard times hardships trials tribulations problems temptations but it's still possible if you go through that to serve God still possible to serve Jesus Christ and it's even still possible to spread another smell not the smell uh, and the smoke uh, the fragrance of, of the fire and the smoke you know but the fragrance of Jesus Christ the Bible says in 2nd Corinthians 2 14 the Bible says now um, this be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing and the Bible says Christians they spread a smell of fragrance you know sometimes you have these people that they pass by is hey that's nice that must be something like Lacoste you know or that must be something like Hugo Boss or you know what is that smell you always want to walk up uh, uh, stop them and say what is that I want to buy that too the Bible says when the Christian passes by he spreads a fragrance also and the Bible says is the fragrance of Jesus Christ of salvation uh, among those who are saved and among those who are perishing and it's possible this evening when you go through hardships you go through loss you go through all kinds of difficulties to spread an atmosphere of encouragement and blessing to others let's secondly look at walking through the fire how is it possible 
that these three men survived how come they are untouched by the, by the fire well I believe this evening this is an image to our own lives that we go through trials and furnaces of life how can we survive it how can we stay untouched and even come out better than we came in firstly the right attitude is very important it's not important how strong you are as a person because the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar took the strongest man of the kingdom Daniel 3 verse 20 the Bible says and he commanded certain mighty men of valor uh, who were in his uh, army to bind Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace and then the Bible says in verse 22 um, um, therefore because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot the flame of fire killed those men who took up Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and the Bible says a strong man they were strong they were strong in their flesh they were even maybe strong in character because they were men of valor but the Bible says when they came near the fiery oven near the trials of life the Bible says they died but then here are these three weak seemingly weak young Jewish men and their hair was not even singed there are temptations there are trials in life that can kill the strongest men but then there are the most simple seemingly weak men they can survive how come you do not have to be the strongest you do not even have to be the smartest to survive all kinds of trials of life as long as you depend on God because it's so important what attitude are you taking on yourself when you go through all kinds of troubles see on many many circumstances we do not have, not have any influence you do not have any influence on the credit crunch you do not have any influence on uh, uh, um, uh, you uh, uh, the, the future the Bible says that we should not say I'm going here next year I'm going here going to do that next year I'm gonna do this tomorrow because the Bible says you do not even know if you live today on many many circumstances you have no influence all you can do is influence on your own attitudes you can change your attitude somebody once said life is dependent uh, for 10 percent um, 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 sorry you only have maybe 10 percent influence on what life is bringing you but you have 90 percent influence on how you react these three men in our scripture temptation came the fiery oven of life came not because they did something uh, bad but because they did good they did well and many Christians do not understand this especially when you are young comfort you just come to church you know a couple of months you think I do right and you know now I will be blessed and you're finding out that the moment you do right there's a enemy of evil that is gonna punish you because you do right that has a target on your back that wants to that is a sharpshooter and says you know what because you serve God I'm gonna make it very hard on you and I'm gonna make it very difficult for you and I'm gonna target you and many Christians do not understand they say I serve God so that means that God should keep the evil away from me God should protect me and then when they find out they even as Christians go through hardships they get an attitude and they become angry with God they become bitter you know and a bad attitude the Bible says in first Peter chapter 4 verse 12 beloved do not like uh, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though something strange things happens to you do not think it is strange 
when you go through life and you walk with God and there are all kinds of trials hardships difficulties the Bible says that the, the Apostle Paul after preaching in a certain city raising uh, disciples and building uh, the church the Bible says that after a while he decided told his disciples that let's go back to that city and let's preach the gospel to them again because I need to teach the disciples that they can only inherit the kingdom of God and enter the kingdom of God through hardships and through trials look at the attitude of these three men here's the king he has this statue the whole nation bows down then the Bible says that these three young men they say I'm not gonna bow down we cannot do this O king we can only bow down for the living gods and they have a good attitude and listen well to these words in in Daniel chapter 3 16 the Bible says uh, um, that the king says who will deliver you from my hands and they answered Shadrach Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king oh king Nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this matter that's what I really like if it is the case our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand O king but if not let it be known to your king that we do not serve your gods not will we worship the God's gold image which you have set up this is so powerful my friend actually what they say we are going to serve God in the good days but when trials come and difficulties and furnaces of life come we will serve God also and they had a very good powerful attitude and they say God will deliver us from your hands but if not if I lose my job I still serve God if the cat dies I still serve God oh that's not so bad amen if I break my leg I'm gonna serve God if I get sick I serve God whatever happens if my children do not want to serve God I will serve God we serve a mighty God not because what he gives but because what he is and even if evil things overtake us we still keep serving him how difficult it is how disappointing it may be maybe sometimes in life we are going to serve God and these guys had a powerful attitude secondly what we see is when they were in the oven they were walking around you have to study the scriptures sometimes and you know look for you know the little nuggets the Bible says in verse 23 and these three men Shadrach Meshach and Abednego fell down <coughs> bound into the midst of the fiery furnace verse 25 Luke the king answered I see four men lose walking in the midst of the fire they are not hurt and the form of the fourth is like the son of God and the Bible says they were bound probably uh, uh, handcuffed but they were walking around freely I've seen so many people they get trouble in life you know and then they don't come to church anymore I've seen people you know they get an attitude and say how can I serve God with all my problems I have to solve my problems first and then come to church and they cannot function anymore they are not walking with God anymore they are not uh, moving anymore and they just neglect their spiritual life and that problem becomes an excuse for not serving God I've seen so many guys I've seen so many women even families their problem become an excuse to not come to the surface while the truth of the matter is if you have problems you need to come that's the truth of the matter that's why I go to church 
Because I, you know, I have problems and troubles sometimes and I need an answer for that. And that answer is not found at the strip. The answer is not found, you know, where the billboard says you can sin on Sunday. You know, the answer is not found with mama somewhere at home. The answer is found with Jesus Christ is, is in the church. If you go through the fire of trials and you want to survive, you need to keep doing what you've always done. You need to stay praying, even if it seems that God is not hearing. You need to praise God, even if you do not feel. You need to testify Him, for, uh, for, uh, testify to people and, 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 and uh, speak about Him, even if you do not feel and even if you feel you're not saved yourself. Just keep speaking. And that's what these men did. They were not sitting down, you know, and the fire said, what is this? What kind of God are we serving here? You know, let's sit down and wait till we die. No, they kept walking. He said, you know what? We're going to walk. I walk outside, I walk inside with Jesus Christ. Thirdly, what we see is God was with them. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, he was, it was a shocker to him because he said, didn't we cast three men into the fire? Verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste and spoke saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, truly, O king. The Bible says in verse 25, look, uh, um, excuse me, verse 26, then Nebuchadnezzar went to near to the mouth, verse 26 of the burning fiery furnace and spoke saying, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the most high God come out and come here. So the Bible says, I think I missed a little bit. He saw them walking in the midst of the fire. They were not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. The Bible says the king sees, looks in the oven. He sees these three young men. But then he sees like a man, like an angel, like the son of God, Jesus Christ, with them. He saw that. If you think about that, he saw them. That doesn't necessarily mean that the three young men in the fiery furnace also saw the son of God. That doesn't say so. And that is through for so times, many times for us also the same. We go through trials. We go through hardships and we don't see and we don't feel him. That's, that's how it is. You know, if you have a hard time, you lose your job, for instance, you know, which is, which is a bad thing. You go home, you know, sit in your bed. It's not Jesus, you know, entering your room and says next to you, you poor guy, you know, I'm still with you. Can you see me? I wish it was true. That's not how it goes. We go through trouble. We only feel the flames. We feel the heat. We feel uh, alone. We feel destitute. We feel betrayed or whatever we feel. But we don't see him. But the Bible says he's there. In Hebrews 13, 5. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you got saved and gave your life to Jesus Christ, he made a covenant with you. That covenant is, if you walk with me through all the difficulties in life and good times, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And the Bible goes on. So we can boldly say, the Lord, my helper, in, uh, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Maybe you uh, remember this. There's this, uh, this poster. People buy it all over the world. Footprints in the sand. Did you ever see it? Probably have it at home in your toilet. Amen. And... Uh, 
footprints in the sand, especially young comforts. Oh, look at this person. They come, look at this. This is so beautiful. I've seen it hundreds of times. You remember that footprints in the sands. I always, everybody always thought this author is unknown. You know, nobody knew who, who wrote this poem. But someone found the original in 1939. It was written, or actually by Mary Stephenson. They started to find out who this woman was. Mary Stephenson lived in the economical recession of the 30s. She was 14 years old. Her mother died and her father had to go far away to make money uh, and to work. And he left six children alone. One of her brothers died. They did not have food to make money. She was dancing at the corner of the street to just gain a little bit money. In the winter of 1936, she wrote this poem, Footprints in the Sand. And she said, God gave me the words. And literally, I, uh, when I wrote, it was like God wrote it. I, uh, in, in this poem, she says, uh, uh, this poem says, I had a dream. And I walked uh, by the sea. And then in this dream, she, she describes in the poem that when she walks by the sea, Jesus walks with her. And then when she looks back, she sees two trails of footsteps, her footsteps and Jesus' footsteps. And then she, in this dream, she goes through times of, of extremely joy and happiness. Then she goes also in the dream through times of hardships and trials. And then when she's walking, suddenly she looks back and then she looks at the trial times and she only sees one trail of footsteps. And then she says in this poem, Lord, how come when I needed you the most, through hard times and hardships that you left me because I only see my foot, footprints. But then the uh, Lord said, spoke back. And this, this uh, poem goes, My dear child, in the most difficult days, I carried you. I'm with you. It's so important to stay true in trials. To have the right attitude, to keep moving for God, doing things, to believe God is with me. Because in these days, people are watching you. You must understand that since you're a sinner, people are watching you. Uh, sorry, since you're a Christian, you stop being a sinner. People are watching you. They want to see if you're true. They want to see if what, this, what you uh, are talking about, if that's real. If it's reality in your life. N many people say, uh, probably say to you, ah, it will not last. It will not last. You're going to church. You will go two weeks you will go five months and then it will stop. And so they're watching you and it's so important to stay through. Your colleagues, you witness to them and they will watch, watch you in the coming years. Your family. Somebody once said, if God wanted to, me, to have more followers, he should promote Christian life better. He should promote that when you get saved, you walk outside and suddenly there's a BMW standing for you. That you find a bigger house for lesser money. That you have promotion in your job. That God should do that. That you never get sick and all your children are like angels. And the person said, if after salvation, it will be so clear that if you serve God, had so much advantages, many, many more people would follow Jesus Christ. I want you to know that God does not promote Christianity through the outward things. You know how salvation and faith is made known into this world? It's not only because of the blessing God gives, but it's when we go through the hardships of life, where your heart breaks, but you still stay through to the faith. That's how God promotes your faith, 
your salvation to other people because if you go through hardships and you keep holding on to the gospel and to Jesus Christ and to his will and to the church and you stay through that testifies about your faith that testifies about the reality of your salvation because people will not be impressed by by material blessings because there are people out there sinners who are blessed much more people are impressed if they see you go through hardships through the fiery furnaces and offense of life and all kinds of trials and that you come out there uh, out of there and you still have the fragrance of Jesus Christ that will impress them maybe you remember this woman maybe you ever heard about the Cory ten Boom she was a Dutch lady her father uh, in the Second World War wanted to uh, help the Jews so so he uh, kept the Jews in his house but the Germans found out that he helped Jews and so the whole family was was uh, arrested and brought to the concentration camps also this young girl um, uh, Corrie ten Boom and her sister Betsy and when she was brought to concentration camp Der Dachenau she uh, experienced the horrors of, of the of the war the horrors of the Germans at that time in these days her sister died but when she uh, and, and in this concentration camp she she questions God a lot but she came out she came out as a Christian she survived and since that day she dedicated her life to spread the gospel throughout the world Corrie ten Boom started to speak about Jesus and the love of God and uh, all over the world she made many 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 converts she was not a preacher but she spread her uh, testimony and today you can go to the Christian bookstore find her books and be encouraged you know what it was not the blessing of God that made her such a powerful test uh, uh, witness it was the trials of life why people came to Jesus Christ I've seen people they go to all kinds of trials they go through the oven but they came out well and that's possible today let's look at the end of the story you know the most um, cruel thing in trials is that the devil gets involved that's cruel when the enemy starts to you know make the oven a little bit more hotter and when the devil starts to say you know you you live for God you go through hardships you lose your job and the devil says it's because of yourself because you're stupid because you serve God that's the most cruel in in trials the devil starts to speak and starts to tell you God left you you're on yourself you better do it in a different way my friend see the devil never fights fair he's not a you know a guy you know that that, 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 is, that is honest he fights uh, a, um, a dishonest fight he always hits under you know the belt not where you are strong and protected but where you are weak where you have your sore spots where you know he wants to bring you down to the ground and these three men their trial you know they are being beaten they are being thrown in jail they are being thrown in the oven but it's not the end of the story because the Bible says they survived with a good attitude and they came out even better you know I did a Sunday uh, I did a sermon series about David David's places of refuge and David you know before he went to, to the throne there were seven years of trials and tribulations and hardships and you know there was a guerrilla war against his life 
And one day David went into the cave. He went into there fearing his life. But when he came out of the cave, you read the Bible, he came out of that cave with 400 heroes. Young men who followed him in the cave. He changed them, he molded them, and he came out even better. It's possible today that when you go through life and you suffer loss of you, or you suffer all kinds of problems, demonic attacks, even sickness, that you come out better. It's possible. The Bible says they gave glory to the Lord. Daniel 3, 8, uh, 28. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar spoke. Um, um, Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the gods of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own gods. Therefore, the Bible says, I make a decree uh, that any people, nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made of ash heap because there's no other gods than the gods who can deliver like this God. Nebuchadnezzar saw the reality of God because of this. See, when you go through problems and trials and you keep the faith, that's a testimony and it gives you influence with other people because it proves the quality of your life and your walk with Jesus Christ and the truth this evening it is not logical but it's true that the most happiest Christians are not those with the less least problems the most happiest uh, Christians are those who had a difficult life experienced God coming in and then they come out of that and they are so glad they are full of joy The fact is, if you stay true in the whole walk of life, you will gain influence with your colleagues, influence with your family, and influence you will have with all kinds of people around you. We always say, but my problems are a bad advertisement for the gospel. No, 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 no. Your faithfulness is a good advertisement. Amen. And the best testimony there is. You know, when you read the next chapter, it's a chapter when Nebuchadnezzar, he goes wild again. You know, uh, first he builds this statue. Now he you know, thinks he's the greatest thing on earth. And so he boasts and the Bible says, and God judges him and, and he, he becomes insane, thinks he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a cow. He's a, you know, uh, uh, and so he's insane for seven years. You remember that story. And at the end of seven years, the Bible says he lifted his eyes to the Most High and said to the Most High, Oh God, you are higher than I am. How come? Because of the testimony of these three men. In the fiery oven, a couple of months before, years before, it was a testimony which brought somebody else back to the Lord. We know people, the, uh, there are people we know, we want them to be saved. They are insane in their sin. They are insane in all the things they do. And your testimony in the good times and the bad days your testimony of the reality of God in your life will break their insanity do you believe that because they look at you and they say if you can do it I can do it you can survive can you say amen and you can come out better let's all bow our heads and close our eyes this evening in Jesus name thank you for coming out to the church service I wanted to encourage you because there's one fact there's one thing for sure we will have good days, we will have bad days.
And it's not that Christian life is only one big struggle. That's not true. It's one big joy. It's a great joy because there's a God who is stronger than all the problems. There's a God who has answers for all the hardships in life. But there will be days, my friend, that things will happen. You do not have an answer and only questions. And then God says, I am the God that can make you walk through the fire and come out even better. I'm the God who is your helper. I'm the God who is able to, to sustain you and to, to help you and do miracles for you. I'm the God even in your bad days. I'm the God of the valley. I'm the God who helps you through the valley of shadow of death. And I'll be there for you. There are certain things we need to do. We need to have a good attitude. That attitude is so important that we do not speak negative or unbelief but that we keep speaking and telling ourselves and you know speak well about god and all the things he will do for us in future even though we don't see it it's important to keep moving to keep coming to church to keep reading your bible keep serving him and praising him that's so important it's so important my friend to have all these things in your life going on so you can com come out and survive the trials of life before we go on i want to um, um, do an altar call for those who are not saved this evening maybe you came to the service maybe you've been here a couple of times a few times but you never gave your life to Jesus Christ thank you for listening to this episode of the VBPH Sermon Podcast when you listen to these inspiring messages you are helping to send missionaries from the Chandler Bible Conference in September if you loved what you heard please send this message to someone that needs to hear it then, leave us a review using the links in the show notes so that everyone who wants to find this podcast will see it when they search for it. We cannot thank you enough. See you next time.